Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Join us every weekday at this time to discuss news, spend time in the Word, and receive answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, Kathy. Good morning. Uh, we are uh, into the year 2023 here in uh, January. And as we're at least uh, broadcasting this, we're actually taping it in 2022. So we don't know all that's going to happen this year. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Good point. Uh, but, um, you know, we're, uh, our broadcast, you know, is titled, uh, you know, Come and See, Finding Truth in a World of Chaos. Uh, and, you know, more than ever, our world's a world of chaos. Uh, Absolutely. And uh, and when you think of chaos, just just as we define it, kind of in a general way, um, how does everybody kind of see and experience chaos? For them, what is chaos? Um, I would say, you know, anxiety, things spiraling out of control, um, a lot of uncertainty. Uh, just navigating difficult times that that truly feel out of control. Yeah, yeah. No. Um, so it's uh, you know what we call chaotic, as opposed to orderly and mm-hmm. and known. Uh, mm-hmm. So that um, you know when you think of you know cultural issues, economic issues, um, even in our lifetime, and I can remember. Uh, you know, as my wife and I, uh, you know, uh, were married young and, and lived our life, uh, young marrieds and middle age, um, the chaos level wasn't as high <laughs> as it is today. Right. Uh, it doesn't mean there wasn't any, uh, because there was, there was still, there's always uncertainty and, uh, but there were patterns in life that you kind of got used to that were what we would call stable. Mm-hmm. Um, even, even economic cycles. Uh, and I, you know, we went through, uh, economic cycles, but there was a pattern to it is that, yeah, it's going to, it's going to decline a little bit, but it's going to come back and it'll, it'll look mm-hmm. like this. And, uh, there wasn't fear as a result of what might happen. Um, there, right. there were concerns and, and, you know, personal things that, that we had involved that, you know, we were, we were concerned about, but, uh, as we look at chaos, it's really the the high level of uncertainty, mm-hmm. the change that's happened rapidly, and I don't really know what to do about that relative to the decision making I make, right. you know, going forward. So that um, you know, I know right now, which is which is interesting it's- enough, it's causing some of the economic issue is that. Uh, interest rate. Well, first of all, the way the way that COVID operated is that it actually worked to stimulate rising prices of homes. Mm-hmm. Uh, that uh, and that was that was assisted by extremely low interest rates. Right. So uh, at two percent, two and a half percent, three percent, 
mortgages, um, I could afford uh, a higher price. And because of, of COVID, it, it basically stimulated a whole new paradigm mm-hmm. of how we, we operate. And, and it's called working remotely that uh, instead of having to be close to my office and, and, and going through a commute to my office, I can really get the same amount of work done remotely. So I could, if I want if my office is in Chicago, but I really like Colorado mm-hmm. in the mountains, well, then I'll just move there. And if my boss says it's okay, which they did, uh, then um, I will... Uh, uh, move uh, and operate out of there and because the demand then increased for that activity um, and we saw it houses literally you would list a house and you'd get four or five six seven ten offers in the next day Right. And over asking price and, it was and a lot of them cash. <laughs> and, and so it went and went higher, mm-hmm. but because of the low interest rates, okay. Yeah. It cost me another hundred thousand dollars, but that's a little bit minimal, mm-hmm. uh, you know, relative to the, the, my, my monthly cost. So sure. I'll pay it. Okay. So, so prices dramatically increased. Um, right. And, and the demand dramatically increased. Well, because of inflation and because of the economy, guess what? The Federal Reserve starts raising rates. Mm-hmm. So now a mortgage cost is more like 6%, 7%. Uh, well, that limits my ability to pay for a certain level of house so that um, uh, I can't necessarily afford to sell mine and go buy another one. So I'll just stay where I'm at and I'm not going right. to, I'm not going to be out there buying new houses. Okay. We'll think about the impact of that is, um, people who build homes are now having inventory that they can't sell. Uh, and it, and it has a big impact if you're working for one of those companies. So, right. Uh, well, I tell you the other thing that, you know, I see it from, from the other side as well is. Um, a few things that have gone on is you see that, you know, so much during COVID, so many investors came in and bought houses yes, yes. Um, to flip them, to Airbnb them, to put them on Verbo, you know, all these different reasons. And so a significant amount of housing was bought up by these investors in private equity firms. And so that has had an interesting impact. And then, you know, you're talking about people currently in the market, unable to switch homes, but we have an entire age group wanting to enter the market that now has no level of home to enter it. You know, there, there is not a price range that is amenable to a lot of these young, we have a lot of young couples that we um, know from our church and stuff and watching them trying to enter the market and wanting to enter it. And there's not options for them. Right. Okay. And then uh, let's take that further. So (laughs) um, they're struggling. Mm -hmm. Um, What do they say to the, to mom and dad? Uh, Several of them are back in houses with mom and dad. Hey, um, there is no place for me to go at the moment. Mm -hmm. So could I come back and be with you? Uh, Which, by the way, mom and dad says, yeah, sure. But how soon can you leave? (laughs) 
Right. <laughs> there needs to be a plan. Uh, right? yeah. uh, okay. So it, it kind of, it kind of illustrates the point and that is that, um, there's a lot of decisions that we are trying to make. And instead of, of course, we'll go find a place. No problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, my job will be stable. No problem. Uh, right. Of course, my income will cover uh, the the cost of fuel and food and housing and, and things that we want to spend money on, of course. Well, when all of those things change to, man, I don't see it anymore. I don't see an obvious answer mm-hmm. um, that it then, it then uh, for a believer, we have lots of questions. Well, I wonder mm-hmm. what I should do. Now, by, by the way, um, most of people interpret uh, will and God's will is what should I do? Mm-hmm. And I, hopefully I can understand it. And usually the approach of it is, um, well, I'm a believer. I'll try to live out biblical principles and then just do the best job I can based mm-hmm. on, on, and usually what's called fatalism, you know, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever happens, happens. So like, for example, if a young couple says, well, yeah, we'd like to find a house. Let's go, let's go look. We didn't find one. So I guess we're not going to have it. And, and, um, and it, it happened. That's what happened. That's God's will. Mm-hmm. And and God says, well, you got it all backwards. Is that uh, you are looking at result as the way to guide for me to guide you, and rather mm-hmm. when I can speak to you and talk to you in the middle of chaos. Interesting enough, you need to you need to know more than ever, right? Uh, because God it's has funny. solutions. Go ahead. Um, as you say that, I'm reminded of um, of a podcast I listened to the other day that was fascinating um, and so so solid. It was really good, but in that they were talking about how our tendency is to bring our best as Christians, I'm going to bring my best and combine that with God's best. And that's going to equal God's glory. Yeah. (laughs) And that, that is not, and that is what we do. You'll even in that situation, what you just described, a lot of times we're going to do everything we can and then pray and assume God's going to do everything he can. And then that's going to be what brings him glory. And like that, you hit a wall with that. You can only go so far with that. Right. What truly brings God's glory is our surrender to his best, which means we need to be abiding and asking and seeking and having the conversations with him to step into his will. And that is what brings him glory. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah. we do, we tend to just bring our best and our solution and our logic. And this is what we think. And then we do fall into a Christian fatalism with that often, you yeah. know? Um, and uh, uh, as we, uh, look at um, then as we've been discussing prayer is um, it's dialogue with God to be led by God into his mm-hmm. very best, his will, and for us to know decisions that are his decisions, not mine, which goes back to the original premise of even mm-hmm. what we started with way back when a couple of years ago, and that is um, abiding is in the vine, the life is Christ, the vine mm-hmm. dresser is the father, and the vine dresser knows, has all, makes all the decisions. And so our role is to abide, receive, and process yes. because the result of that will be great fruit, change circumstances, answers, solutions, and our nature uh, getting more and more in the nature of Christ. So that um, prayer 
is is walking through life with God in relationship, talking to him and and having him direct us as we're faced with a variety of things. Uh, mm-hmm. And in, we're in the middle of chaos. This is why it's so critical to know this right now is that we really can't rely on our, our own sense of what used to be mm-hmm. and why don't I, but rather it's, I need to have God's answer because he knows and he can guide me mm-hmm. into the very best. And by the way, he will, which is another element that we've got to understand. We have, we've talked about the covenant. His answer is always, I'm going to bless you to make you a blessing. Right. Trust me. Yeah. And, and I, and I hear a lot of this. Well, yeah, but what mm-hmm. about this? What if, and God says, I know I can take care of it. Nothing's too difficult for me. I got it. You know? And so, Let's look at a story that kind of reflects that and go to, uh, this is with David, uh, his prayer, his relationship with God, and go to uh, 1 Samuel uh, 23, 1 to 13. This is an interesting story, and then we'll unpack it. Sure. Then they told David, saying, look, the Philistines are fighting against Calah, and they are robbing the threshing floors. Therefore, David inquired of the Lord, saying, shall I go and attack these Philistines? And the Lord said to David, go and attack the Philistines and save Calah. But David's men said to him, look, we are afraid here in Judah. How much more if we go to Calah against the armies of the Philistines? Then David inquired of the Lord once again. And the Lord answered him and said, arise, go down to Calah, for I will deliver the Philistines into your hand. And David and his men went to Calah and fought with the Philistines, struck them with a mighty blow and took away their livestock. So David saved the inhabitants of Calah. Now it happened when Abathar and the son of Ahimelech fled to David at Calah, that he went down with an ephod in his hand. And Saul was told that David had gone to Calah. So Saul said, God has delivered him into my hand, for he has shut himself in by entering a town that has gates and bars. Then Saul called all the people together for war to go down to Calah to besiege David and his men. When David saw that Saul plotted evil against him, he said to Abathar, the priest, bring the ephod here. Then David said, O Lord God of Israel, your servant has certainly heard that Saul seeks to come to Calah to destroy the city for my sake. Will the men of Calah deliver me into his hand? Will Saul come down as your servant has heard? O Lord God of Israel, I pray, tell your servant. And the Lord said to him, he will come down. Then David said, will the men of Calah deliver me and my men into the hand of Saul? And the Lord said, they will deliver you. So David and his men, about 600, arose and departed from Calah and went wherever they could go. Then it was told Saul that David had escaped from Calah and he halted. So he halted the expedition. Yeah. Um, So the situation here is, remember, David was anointed as king. Uh, Saul saw that, uh uh-oh. Um, he's going to replace me. So he mm-hmm. actually set out as a goal to kill him and is chasing him around. And, and so mm-hmm. he, he gets chased around. He's in, in chapter 22. Remember, we, we read that he winds up alone in a cave, right. dis- discouraged and questioning, Hey, <laughs> I thought, I thought I was supposed to be King. What happened here? And, uh, right. And God said, well, it's, the story's not over yet. Um, uh, and first of all, he brings some fellowship. We talked about the importance of, of fellowship is family. Uh, then these these guys show up that are the worst of this society. They're not warriors or they're deadbeats. Mm-hmm. Um, and they show up as well. 
and God says to him, well, be faithful. If you want to, if you want to be king of the nation, uh, start out by being faithful with these and train these mm, guys. Right. Uh, if he was faithful in small things, we'll be given greater things. And David received that and said, okay. Uh, and he did. He trained them. Uh, and so they're hiding out in caves. Mm-hmm. While they're in caves, it becomes known to him that a nearby city that they happen to be near, Kayla, is going to get attacked by the Philistines. Mm-hmm. Uh, so David, you know, being a leader, what does he do? Well, he prays, goes to God, and God Ask says... for wisdom on what to do. Uh, what do you got to say about this? Mm-hmm. I'm aware of this situation. Mm-hmm. Now that I'm aware of the situation in my life, what do you have to say about this? Mm-hmm. And God says, go save Kayla. And David said, got, got it. Thanks. Okay. So he goes to his mm-hmm. men <laughs> and he says, we're going to Kayla and we're going to uh, attack the Philistines. The, the, uh, and then he said, God said. The men, w- what do they say? There, are you sure that's yeah. right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that doesn't sound right. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, what? Uh, that doesn't make sense to us mm-hmm. uh, for two reasons. One, um, they're way more stronger than us, and we're just rookies. Mm-hmm. And I doubt if we're going to beat them, and then we'll all get killed. That doesn't make sense. And by the way, Saul's chasing us, and if he finds out about it, he's coming after us. Mm-hmm. So wouldn't it be better... Um, if, uh, we just, uh, stayed here, mm-hmm. uh, we're safe here and, right. and what you're saying doesn't make sense. Okay. Now, um, this is typical by the way, uh, of a couple or typical of, uh, inner circle is somebody can say, I heard God say, and the other people say, that doesn't make that any, makes no sense. no sense to me at all. Uh, <laughs> right. Okay, now think about what David could have done. He could have said, yeah, you know what? You're really right. Uh, mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense. Uh, we're putting ourselves in jeopardy. I see that you guys don't want to go. In order to make you happy, I'll just, I'll just stay with you and we won't go. He could have done that. Right. He could have gone. The he opposite. also could have steamrolled. Yeah. Yeah, steamrolled. <laughs> yeah, define that. What, do you, what does that mean, steamroll? Just decided he's going to, you know, this is what he heard. This is what he believes. And so he's just going to force that upon everyone else yeah. and go right over them. Yeah. And by the way, um, and, and I, I have a lot of couples that I deal with where one of the couples does this, one of the people in the couple, God said. Mm-hmm. I heard God say we're going to go do it. Well, right. I, I don't. I don't think it makes sense. That doesn't matter. God said we're going to do it, and uh, right. And they don't wait for the unity. They don't wait for the unity and the process of seeking God's will. Mm-hmm. And now uh, he could have gone either one, but what did David do? He went back and asked God. Okay. Well, Father, uh, these guys mm-hmm. aren't aren't agreeing. Uh, could you please confirm for mm-hmm. all of us, right? What is your will? And then help us understand it so that we all are following you. I don't want them following just me. I want them following you. Mm -hmm. And I'm coming back uh, to have you reconfirm. Uh, By the way, Mm -hmm. if you say really no, I'm okay with that. Okay, now, um, did God mind him doing that? 
No, not at all. No. Okay. So, <laughs> so think about prayer. It isn't getting it correct. Mm-hmm. It's not, well, I heard I'd better be obedient the first time. It's rather, it's a dialogue working through to, mm-hmm. un, to understand, to get clarity uh, that right. it doesn't. God says, actually, I invite you to share with me, where are you on this? Mm-hmm. What do you uh, perceive here? Where's your partner on this? Where's your team on this? Um where's everybody at and let's talk about it and he says mm-hmm. well they're not they're not agreeing and they don't think it makes any sense you know what else do you got to say to me um and he said yeah actually it is my will that you go and he and then he adds another piece of information mm-hmm. which which then the men you know, men could understand hey by the way i god speaking am going to be the one to defeat him not you i got this covered this is going to be supernatural right. trust me I'm going to give you and this. The, they've experienced before. Yeah. Yeah. Particularly, yeah. particularly David. Mm-hmm. Uh, because when did we know one thing that where David had the same thing happen with Goliath? Right. God said, you, you're going to beat you're going to beat this guy. Don't worry. I got you covered. And he says, I come at you in the name of the Lord. I don't come at you mm-hmm. with my own power. I come at you in the name of the Lord because he understood it. So God says, I'll, I'll give it to you. OK, so they said, OK, we heard it. We are now in agreement with God's will. So that's, by the way, a critical piece of prayer is mm-hmm. moving everyone on your circle, your spouse, your friend, your inner circle. Uh, we all confirm, yep, we now know God's will. Let's go. And they did. Mm-hmm. God gave them the victory. Okay, now, this is really wonderful. They live now in Kayla. Mm-hmm. Kayla is a town with beds. <laughs> with food they with, are comfortable with games they're out of a cave <laughs> with with uh you know sanitation mm-hmm. uh supplies and they're thrilled to death mm-hmm. hallelujah we get to live back in a normal scenario mm-hmm. and we don't have to go to caves anymore this is fantastic uh right thank you thank you thank you uh well while they're there so they're they're happy and they're thinking they're being rewarded, you know, for what what they mm-hmm. believed. Uh, Saul finds out. Mm-hmm. Uh, now Kayla happened to be a town. Uh, think of a town kind of surrounded by a pretty large, you know, uh, mountain, and mm-hmm. the only the only way in and out was a gate. Right. So you had to go in through one way, in in one way, out that way. And and Saul knew, hey, if I got if he's there, I've got him cornered. <laughs> I've, got, I've got him cornered. I've got him trapped, and let's go. And then he calls his whole army. <laughs> what you mm-hmm. mean? Think about that. I'm calling my whole army to go after David, right? Um, and we're going after him. Okay. And then David discovers it. Uh, somebody tells him, hey, by the way, Saul's coming after you. Okay. Now, another another new piece of information. Mm-hmm. Um. What could David, at that point, what could David have done? Well, lots of things, but he could have decided on his own, you know, whether we're going to flee or not, whether we're going to stay, if we're going to stay and fight, you know, these are all things that he could certainly, in his own logic, come up with a plan. Yeah. Uh, And um, uh, he could have uh, done a couple of things, particularly that one, which is what we typically would do. Hey, God, thank you for putting me here. Mm-hmm. Since I'm here, 
would you please take care of the problem that's coming? And mm-hmm. I'm just praying, God, take care of it. Right. Uh, let me know when you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he could have just handed it over to God and said, um, I trust you. Right. So please Can take care Can we talk of about that part, yeah. just that part real quick before you even go on? Because I just was in a conversation with somebody about this um, yesterday. And I think we often do that feeling like that is actually the strong Christian faithful response. That, you know, we, we, something happens and, you know, we don't get the house we thought, or we don't get, you know, whatever went on. And I trust you, God, your will is best. I trust you. And we leave it sitting right there and go no further and really believe we're doing that out of a posture of faith that we do trust him, but we don't, we don't have the faith to step and ask him for more information. Right, right. And, it's and so a, we're, uh, we're cutting short what faith looks like. And we, we misconceive what that is, I believe. Exactly, yeah. And it's a false sense of, of uh, humility and surrender. Right. Uh, people say, or well, an incomplete sense. I'm, I think it's an incomplete sense. Well, yeah. it's, it's false in the way of uh, I surrender to whatever happens, happens. Mm, and yeah. and uh, if, if that's what happens, that must be God's will. And, what, right. and therefore, I surrender to that, as opposed to surrender and faith is is no, is what do you have to say to me mm-hmm. that you're asking me to follow you and I'm going to walk with you to to hear, receive, go to unity and process clarity and then uh, see you fulfill what you say, which is because I'm in the right place at the right time with the mm-hmm. right people and it's not a it's not a uh, a fatalism. Mm-hmm. Everything's based on circumstances. It's given the circumstance, you have an answer for me, and I'm gonna right. and I'm gonna stay with you. Why? Because of the privilege of prayer. Uh, mm-hmm. We can dialogue with him. We can ask him, and he wants to has us to ask him. So he could have said, "Well, you just take care of it." He could have said, "Well, I've defeated Goliath. I defeated uh, the Philistines." Mm-hmm. Uh, and by the way, remember the reason that he got chased around by Saul is that David was winning every victory of, of every battle he went after. Right. Uh, so and he, so Saul was so jealous yeah. and intimidated by him. So yeah, he, he, could, he, him. he could say, look, um, uh, I've done it before. God's going to preserve me. We like being here. So we're just going to assume that the same thing that's happened before is going to happen again. And we'll just know that God's going to take care of us because of his promise. And I don't even need to check in because I've made an assumption about God's will. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, it looks like this. By the way, of course, why? Well, because that, that's what I would like. <laughs> uh, but what does David do? He, does, he, does, he doesn't do that. He says, no, well, he goes, yeah. I'm going to go check in. Mm-hmm. Even now... I'm going to approach it as the answer. God knows the answer and I don't. And I'm willing to follow his answer mm-hmm. and seek what he has to say. So he says, God, uh, uh, now that this is true, a new fork in the road for us, um, is Saul coming? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Now, he asked God that question. Why did he ask God that question? Because God knows the well, answer. Well, God, God knows. <laughs> Uh, and so if he's not coming, then, then the discussion's over. Mm -hmm. No, you know what? He's really not coming. Okay, great. Then we can stay here. Yes. Uh, 
Is he coming? Uh, yes, he is. Uh, okay. If he's coming, are the men of Kayla, who I just saved, going to mm-hmm. stand up and fight for me and prevent him from, from capturing me? Are they going to hand or me over? Or are they going to hand me over? Are they going to hand no. me over? And God says what? They're going to hand you over. <laughs> uh, actually, they're going to hand you over. Uh, so you're telling me that if I stay, mm-hmm. that Saul is going to get me, and these men that I just helped are going to help him do that. Mm-hmm. Yes. So you're saying to me, <laughs> you want us to leave. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we want to stay. I know. I know. But you're telling, I've got I've to I've get up and leave now my comfortable place and go to a different place because that's your will. Yes. Right. Uh, okay, why? Well, because that's God's, God's choice and will. And David didn't say, yeah, but I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, can't you do something different? Uh, I thought, uh, or I'm upset about this. It just says, right. well, they just, they just went uh, mm-hmm. because they trusted in, in what God had to say. Um, right. And I love, even in looking at that story, I love the posture of surrender there um, to the point of, like you said, sacrificing. Sometimes that surrender means we sacrifice comfort and convenience right? Um, in order to trust that whatever God is saying is best, whether we recognize the best in it right now or not. You know, that I think so many times there are situations where he calls us to leave what is comfortable or what is convenient um, in order to follow. And we do have to exercise faith that he is continuing to work. And as we step into that, he will keep working. Right, right. And it's, uh, uh, it's a matter of um, uh, understanding because as we look at it, David looked at it as like, well, the best for me today is to stay here. Mm-hmm. And God says, yeah, but I know, I know more about the best for you. Right. And you trust me that at the moment, yeah, this isn't going to make a lot of sense to you. Or at the moment, you're going to have to leave some comfort uh, and go through some go through some uh, different path to get to the very best. Mm-hmm. But trust me, I'm leading you to the best. Um, mm-hmm. And remember, it's a path, not a destination. So it's right. not like, well, here we made it. We just want to stay here and make it make right. it happen. It's, well, what's the next step of the path, which is what he asked. And even that, as you say that, I just want to highlight, you know, when you get that destination theory going in your mind, that when you know God has led you to something and that something is good, I think that can be even harder than to give up. That's right. You know, because we tend to rest on, but he took me here. So I'm supposed to be here. And honestly, I don't want to ask if I'm not supposed to be (laughs) because this is comfortable and convenient. That's right. That's right. And that's where the aspect of prayer is dialogue. So we'll, uh, tomorrow uh, we're going to pick up another uh, prayer, but I'm going to, I'm going to bring an insight about God relative to this story. So tune in tomorrow Mm, uh, to uh, get one more piece of big insight for this whole story that we'll, we need to understand. And so we'll pick it up again and uh, we're going to just keep going through examples to help us understand how does this dialogue, the beauty of the relationship and the dialogue work Mm -hmm. with real Bible characters. So it's kind of fun. Excellent. So much fun. Thanks for sharing. And thanks for joining us, everyone. As always, if you have questions, send them in to questions at afjministry.com. And we'd love to talk about them. Have a great day. See you soon. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. 
Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.